yeah. How is that not her posted tweet? Sorry. Yeah. 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 Also get some wings when I sing. I like it when I have a nice bling. I'm talking about jewelry on my neck. Everybody knows that they wanna give a peck to my lips. That's okay. Move your hips and that's okay. Cause I, I wanna go to the music. I wanna flow and I don't want to abuse it. But I wanna fly with you tonight in conversation. I want to ride with you tonight. I wanna talk about drunk dial with you tonight. Ooh, I know I can move all over the night. Moving through the night. Uh. Moving through the night. I'm an owl. I got sight in the night. And I got that flight when I'm in the sky looking at a full moon. Do I turn in a wolf or do I want a moon? Yeah. With my butt cheeks. That's how I do sometimes. I'm a freak. And I like to make a little joke. It's okay. That just gives a little hope to the world that we know. Everybody shows. I just did a show at Milk Tube, bro. Uh. Alan Sternberg's my bro. Yeah, that's what you know. I can say that on the line, and you know that I got my friends here right to show. Listen to me, this is not a TikTok. I should probably do this, but I don't flip flop. Uh, drunk out here. Oh my god, uh. what a fucking like. We're starting Monday off spicy, and you don't stop. Uh, hi, and welcome to the Drunk Dial Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels. With me, a very special VIP co-host, Tana McDonald. Hi. Uh, hello. Hello. Well, thank you for uh, co-hosting today. Thanks for inviting me. Um, I feel like my voice has sound, it's never sounded sexier. Like, this is, a, you guys got some good audio happening right now. You also, you got bumped up from guest to co-host in the past five minutes. So uh, I, congratulations. I, I didn't know what the difference was going to be. <laughs> Uh, well, we're really relying on you to hold the show together now. I yeah. mean, you fuck. <laughs> That's uh, you're asking a lot, but it's okay. actually you're not asking enough. We'll figure it out. It's fine. Here's the thing, Tana. We know you're comfortable on the mic. That's true. All right, so don't be shy up in here. This isn't your first rodeo. That's true. It's not my first rodeo. I've hosted many of things. I have my own podcast. Spicy magic vibes. This isn't your first rodeo here either. I know. Last time I came here, I was buck wild and so full <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and drunk. Just like one cocktail and I was hammered. Tennis had many rodeos under her belt, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, Brother, I'll tell you what, I wish I had more rodeos. If I could just hang out with a horse or, or a half-man horse. Like a centaur? Oh, yeah. Those guys fuck. They always hang out with druids like me. And you know that voice that you just heard a minute ago, uh, our producer on the Wheels of Steel, Thaddeus J. McKee. Slap it, happy, wham, wham. Uh, the gang is all here. Well, the gang is all here. Yeah. The boys are not backing down. We got we got one missing. Uh, I feel like if you just started listening to the Drunk Dial within the past couple of months, you probably think that we're just, we just have a goof co-host that like doesn't exist. That's just like a, <laughs> it's just like a bit. 
Yeah, it is a bit at this Actually, point. it is a bit now. It's going to be a running... Oh, running bits. I love running no, bits. No, I meant a bit annoying. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. Uh, You're funny. It would it would be funny to start a podcast and from the very first episode, just be like, oh, so-and-so couldn't make it today. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just have a co-host that you mentioned in every single... Yeah. And then the whole bit would be, your guest would be sitting in as co-host. Yeah, kind of like that uh, Matt Damon bit. Yeah. Yeah. On, on uh on uh, oh. Jimmy Kimmel. Kamal. Kimmel. Kamal. Kimmel. Kimmel. Well, we have an amazing show. <laughs> amazing show in store for you. Uh I do wanna I do, man, I got so much that I wanna go get to. Uh it's okay, buddy, you can do it. First off, uh our our guest host, Tana, uh world famous uh TikTok comedian <laughs> Tana McDonald's. <laughs> Somebody okay, so I I got booked for a show tonight um for like next week, and they were uh, asking me like oh do you have like a video I'm like first off here's five minutes at Wiley's and here's my TikTok if they really because the person that was booking me was unsure about me they've only heard about me mm-hmm. and I'm like here's my TikTok <coughs> thirty eight thousand followers, but it's only because of one video like all my videos like consistently probably only have like a hundred to six hundred views okay but it's just one and it's it's just it's stupid now what did you do on this one video all i did was have a filter and talk about how cute i am and that like hey without the filter though this face is doable i I said like hey this face real this face without the filter somebody could fuck this face and good fucking lord men are gross self-depreciating humor yeah Or was it just creepy guys? What, what do you think? So, uh, Bofa? Uh, <laughs> because there was lots of people like, dude, I'm not going to lie. I was expecting you to be fully ugly when you took the filter off. Oh, my God. You're so pretty. I'm like, <laughs> well, thank you. My mommy made me. And that's how I feel about that. Do you, my favorite is, and I I heard a comic say this, and now I can't, I can't unhear it or unsee it, where it's like yeah, it, any compliment that goes too long eventually becomes like a critique. Mm-hmm. Or like, or like, how many like backhanded compliments you get where people think they're being so like. In that case, you get guys like, hey, you know what? I could, I, I'd bone you, you know. I'd bone you. I've heard. Okay, <laughs> that's the most backhanded. Like, yeah, they're like, I don't usually go for thicker girls. I'm like that. First off, I'll change your life. Second of all. <laughs> How did you not? You're in Indiana. How did you go so long not fucking thicker girls? Ain't nothing but thick in here. We're all with cheese and corn. Here, here's the thing I've realized with men. Uh, I think every man, um, and I'm speaking on this because I am one, but I think that every man thinks that he's discovering every woman for the first time. <laughs> like he's the first. You're correct. He's the first person to get there to ever set eyes. You know, so it's just like I've had, a, you know, especially like in the city where there's like there's very limited, like the dating pool is very small. Yeah. And I've realized that like every single dude will like mention like, oh, that person's attractive. I'm like, yeah, duh. And we all have eyes. We all know. That we that. all know how beauty works. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, the pool is small. Like for God's sake, I married a white guy. I didn't think that was going to happen. It happened, though. Um, I thought you were about to say something, Thaddeus. I'm so sorry. <laughs> He's just shaking his head in disgust. What's the weirdest backhanded compliment you've heard from somebody? Uh, I mean, I feel like I get you get a lot of them in comedy where it's just like, um, that was great. Like when, when people, when people I don't, it depends on who it comes from. Sometimes it could be a real thing, but like when people say uh, things like, uh, "I've seen a lot of improvement." <laughs> just oh, like, you're just like, "Hey, that was great. I've seen a lot of improvement." It's just like. Yeah. Depending on who it comes from, it could be a sincere or it could be like a real kind of like, all right, man. I think don't quit is the worst one. 
don't quit is that but that's not even like kind I, of a compliment that's like you have good energy that's like a hey buddy keep keep it going like i like you but don't don't, don't quit don't kill yourself keep going keep going. <laughs> keep practicing yeah I feel like uh, I'm trying to remember the weirdest. Oh, I went to Fort Wayne for uh, it was just an open mic, but they had me do like uh, just a headlining spot, just do like 15 minutes. And they're like, hey, you need to stretch out your legs. I'm like, hell yeah. Um, but one of the comics who's like, she's newer to their scene and she had never seen me. And she's like, oh, my God, you're like funny, you're, like actually <laughs> funny. I'm like, <laughs> why are you saying it like that? I get a lot of times when I cook food for people and they're like, this was actually good. Or like some sort of variation of like, oh my god, this was good. I was like, did you think it was gonna be bad? Like, I did something bad once. What'd you do? I, I touched a person's penis and I act shocked and I didn't mean to. <laughs> I was just expecting it to be small, and when I like went for it, I was like doing the hand stuff, you know, how yeah. to like pregame, and you're just like, oh, oh my god, it's like, oh, it's like big. <laughs> like, oh no. no, no one's offended by that. <laughs> I feel like it was kind of mean. Hey, no. <laughs> I basically told him like, hey, you got small dick energy. Small. It's all right because he knew he didn't. <laughs> He's like, right. you just wait. He's not worried about it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I still feel bad about it. I actually apologize to that person at least once a year. Uh, years, lifetimes ago, I was in a I was in a hip hop group, and we were performing uh, <laughs> at a fraternity party down at IU, and like these fraternities have these huge budgets because they're all rich kids, so they have like thousands of dollars for their entertainment budgets. That's so cute. we were actually getting paid. It was one of the only paid gigs I ever did as a as a hip hopper. <laughs> and um, <laughs> hip hopper. And, uh, you come look on. like you give inspirational speeches now to hip hop groups. And let me tell you, I had I went out and I bought uh and, and you know, I mean I have like four shirts that I wear. I don't go shopping very often. I don't buy new clothes very I'm often. A minimalist. Uh but I had just gone out and I bought an entire matching Echo Fit hat, shirt, pants. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was, I was, uh, I was dressed to impress. Uh, we had our full uh, band down there, and I remember we like we get down there, and they're like, "Are you guys the rappers?" And I'm like, "We, yeah, we are the rappers." And I remember my friend had a blunt, and he was like, "Can we? Where can we smoke this?" And he goes, "You guys can smoke that wherever you want." And we're like, "Oh my god!" So I remember he like lights a blunt up on stage, hands it like I hit it, and then it goes around the audience and comes back, and I'm like, like "We're like legit like hip hop superstars right now." <laughs> Like I'm having the time of my life. There's two hundred. There's more people in this crowd for hip hop that I've ever had doing comedy, and and like people are bouncing up and down to our original songs, right? Oh. And I'm you know, and I'm just I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling this whole thing, and then I just remember there was this cute little girl up front, and she's like trying to like signal to me, like talk to me, and I remember just being like giving her like the hold on, hold on, baby girl, daddy's rapping right now, and then like when my other friend. Like when his verse came down, I, I like kind of kneeled down and I was just like, "Yeah, girl, what's up?" Uh, and she looked up to me. And she was like, "When's the real music coming back?" Ah, on? <laughs> she broke y'all out of reality. How dare she? <laughs> wow, I've never been taken back down to zero so quickly in my she whole like, life. She's like, "Humble yourself, real fast." We yeah. didn't. For a moment there, everything you described was everything Cypress Hill wrote a song about. <laughs> Because you guys remember they had two of them. They had like, uh, what was it? Rap and then like a rock star. I can't if remember. Be a rock superstar and they have lunch. <laughs> Bang house. I used, cars. Dude, I used to, I had that album uh, and I don't know what my deal is. I think it's because like being a brown kid uh, raised by white people, I just wanted anything I could connect to. It was like, I get, I relate to Cypress Hill. I'm from yeah. Newcastle, Indiana. <laughs> this is my vibe. <laughs> this is like, no, Tina, you sound like a 54 year old white man. <laughs> I think anything... 
any like I, I remember when I like I was introduced to NWA by my white friend in suburbia. Ow. And I remember I remember him being like, Yeah, these guys are really cool. And I was just like I remember going, Fuck the police. Like, what the police ever do to anybody? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they're here to help us. What's going on? It's like, did you know that's a bit waiting to happen? <laughs> trying to I don't I don't get why these boys are so angry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Dyke, no! <laughs> That's really funny. Ooh, sweet boy. Ooh, sweet boy didn't know nothing. Oh, God. Samesies. <laughs> like, the, the most, like, genuine thing I really related to when it came to music, it, like, not even, like, Selena. I was listening to Linkin Park. I was like, my mom doesn't listen to me. <laughs> yeah. And that's just a bunch of Asian and Jewish guys in a band. I saw a meme Close. the other day that, like, perfectly summed up, like, the 90s for me. And it was just, like, 1990. And it says, Bart Simpson, eat my shorts. And it's like, every parent, this is the most offensive thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> also, don't eat his shorts. He farts in those. I mean, how many, I don't know. Like, I remember my mom was, like, I don't like The Simpsons. I don't think it's funny. I don't want to watch it. I'm not going. But, like, she, she never forbade me to watch it. But I know so many people that were like weren't allowed to watch The Simpsons. I knew a lot of people who were not allowed to watch um, Cow and Chicken, um, which kind of made sense. There's butts everywhere. Oh. Uh, um, but I feel like it was just my aunt gaslighting my cousins. <laughs> like and she's like, "No, you can't watch." And I'm like, "But it's good." Dad, did you have any forbidden shows? Oh, The Simpsons. So you weren't allowed to watch The Simpsons. Mm -hmm. uh. So I missed out on a lot. I, I feel, feel like, like you, yeah, we found out you don't all like know a whole lot of movies. Like, yeah, you have seen. And like, I think one time we talked. He's got a whole podcast about it. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <This is> sad. <laughs> I know, baby. But he has seen one movie that no one else has ever The one seen. I love. Have you ever seen that movie? <laughs> Mark Duplass? What? <laughs> He's the only it's, one that's ever seen it. it. It's all the notes. It's very cerebral. <laughs> um, yeah, you should we watch literally, it. We literally, do you know Dylan Roerig? Uh, he's he's the guy. He's the guy with the wears the kilt <laughs> in comedy. Uh, There's a guy that wears a kilt in comedy. He, he does. He does a lot more of like he like he was at Dead Comics and like he does like more like those kind of shows than than straight up stand up anymore. But he he's really he's always like he's like I'm sure if I saw him, I super he's like, he's like late forties. He's got like the the Van Dyke mustache. Like, oh shit! Combo. I know. Yep, I know. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, but he's like huge into cult movies and stuff. And like he came over here and he was just like. Winning cult trivia, like winning trivia contest that we had set up. We stacked the decks against them. He knew all the answers. He never heard of this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, the one I love. It's a good indie movie. Mark Duplass. What year did it come out? Very sentimental. Uh, no. What year did it come out? I don't know. Probably um, 2011, 2014. Okay, okay. Where are we at on today? I, I, I missed it. It doesn't matter. We're all just hanging out. Uh, well, I, I did want to mention um, the event that I got to be a judge at last night, which was called 86th, and it was a uh, communal um, uh, chef contest put on by Audra and uh, Alan Sternberg. Yeah, that was so fun. Um, at Milk Tooth, and it was like, basically like three younger like sous chefs. Oh. From Bluebeard, Beholder, and I forget where the other one was from. Bluebeard. McDonald's. And McDonald's. It was Ronald. It was Ronald Jr. was actually competing. Oh, my God. Uh, but, no, it was this amazing competition where they, it was basically kind of like Chopped, where they had, like, all these ingredients, and then they had to answer trivia questions, and for each one they got right, they got to pick something that they could use and no one else could use. So, like, somebody picked, like, onions. It was like, I'm taking onions off the table for everybody else. And like the more questions you got right, the more ingredients you got to basically steal. 
Uh, it was fun, and then they had like an hour to cook two dishes, and then they had three. They had two like local, like big deal chefs, and then me, who was like the media judge. <laughs> and so, like, and oh. it, it's like this contest too is like they're not cooking food for everyone to eat, right? Like everyone bought tickets to come and just watch this and like drink beer and like watch this event. That sounds so fun. And then they uh, like, it's, it's amazing. But like, I just felt like a King, like eating this, like sampling the food when no one else would got food. <laughs> and then, like, so I would take a bite of it and it's packed, like it's ass, packed. packed asses to elbows inside milk tooth. It's, I mean, it's a very hip thing. It's all these, you know, I know all these big wigs in the culinary world that everybody's there. And I'm just like, uh, packed in and I remember the girl next to me is just like like we're like shoved up against each other and so I take my bite of this amazing dish that comes out and then I'm just like I was like yeah I, I'm fully vaccinated I don't have cooties I was like you're welcome to have it she was like oh thank you and so I just am like <laughs> oh, just thank you. biting this food off and then sending it down to these strangers to like eat my leftovers I'm um, vaccinated like, peasants yeah I really did feel like a weird king Like <laughs> you are a weird king I feel like like there's this whole life that you lived when you were a young gesture and <laughs> hip hop shows and now you tell yokes and now <laughs> I'm pretty much Doctor Who in this bitch. I've had a lot of regenerations. You've done a, <laughs> a lot, lot of things. A lot of yeah. A lot of different lives. Let me just sit at the table and then they'll just drop a story like, wait, you did that? <laughs> like what? It's like he remembers slavery? That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like if on first meet you look like a guy that was like in the library for twenty years. <laughs> There's a librarian. I'm so I'll take sorry. That. I didn't mean to like roar. It was so funny. You do look like just a cool guy who's hanging out in a library. A cool librarian. Yeah, like one that knows where the books are. I had a... Uh, Helps the troubled kid. I had a friend who used to be a DJ at a strip club. This is before I ever worked in a strip club. But I would go in and I was visiting him for a special event. And I walked in and this uh, stripper like kind of makes a beeline to me as soon as I walk in. And she's like very acting very familiar, not just like in a stripper familiar way, but just like, like we're friends. Yeah, like we're friends. And was just like, she goes, What are you doing here so late? And I was like, Oh, I just came to see Eli. She's like, You know Eli? I was like, Yeah, he's, yeah. And I'm so confused. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. And she was, and then I go over and I told Eli, and he goes, Oh, she has a, she's normally day shift and she has a regular looks exactly like you. And oh. I was, and I was like, no way. And she goes, no, like he looks almost exactly like you. And then the next time I was in there, uh, uh, like, cause I've heard that before. And people was like, okay. Exactly. There's a guy in the city that is basically you. Uh, <laughs> this guy walks in and like, like, I think I can't remember what the different, I think maybe our facial hair was a little bit different, but other than that, he looked like my doppelganger. And I was like, oh, oh but, and he was like some engineer or something that would come in and drop hundreds of dollars on this one specific girl. So, so I was just like, and I saw him and I was like, oh my God, that does look like Is that like you me. with money? Yeah. Is he, is he me from the future? Do I become somebody? Does special? he have a relationship with his parents? Yeah. <laughs> Man, would that be your rendezvous point? Like if any, if you drop a place for your future self to come back to. Like we need to start thinking about about that now. Like, where would you drop it for your future place or your future self to come back to? Well, when I was a kid, I remember I wrote a date down, and I was like, okay, if I ever invent time travel or ever come into contact with time travel, I'm going to come back into my grandparents' backyard, and it was like I don't know, 1980. 
nine or something like that or 19 so it was this very and i was like all i have to do is keep this piece of paper forever and then if i ever come into contact with time travel I, if i don't come back here then i know time travel doesn't exist or i never get access to time travel but i lost the paper i didn't keep it for all time so i still <laughs> not 100 percent sure i bet your doppelganger did i bet he kept his piece of paper <laughs> fuck um mine definitely i already have a spot picked out it's like a there's a like a there's a lot of trails over in my hometown and there's one specific those are, trail those are chemtrails <laughs> fuck you but there's definitely a spot where i used to go hiking all the time i'm like oh yeah it's where i smoked weed i feel safe there yeah that's dope it's where i make out and stuff when i'm angsty like deanna carter and <laughs> <laughs> strawberry fields strawberry wine that's awesome. Strawberry wine. That song's fucking. That song rips. This song does slap, and it's just about a girl returning to the place where she lost her virginity. Well into her forties. She's like, man, I got finger good once, and I never forgot. I mean, that's fair. I still think about that one time. What? What I say? You still go to that public park and <laughs> just sit there and just breathe. Awesome. Tenna, why are you so sweaty? <laughs> why are you so sweaty? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you're wrapping us up, but like you're waiting to wrap us up. You no, know? you know, I'm not waiting to wrap us up. We're running free, free and wild. We're running free and wild. Um. Uh, oh, the other thing I did want to talk to, uh, or I did want to mention about you, Tenna, was like, uh, this is okay. This is going to sound backhanded. Uh, <gasps> backhanded compliments. Bow, bow, bow. Well, I think what happened, I think coming out of quarantine and stuff like Thad and I talked a lot about comedy and a lot about uh, who we thought or like people going to stick with comedy or people going to go back into like regular life or people going to like come out like hard and do stuff. Yeah. And I remember like when things were started going on, I started looking around and it was like a lot of people that were kind of missing and I was like oh man i haven't seen this person in a while mm-hmm. and so i'm always thinking you know like what oh, they're dead <laughs> you know just like, like where's my friend and and you uh recently this summer and into the, the fall and you know part of spring too i feel like have just been like like wherever you got dropped you just hit the ground running and now you're just you're just everywhere i just i see everybody's like ten is here now ten is there now ten is doing this now ten is doing this show now ten is running this show i'm fucking and like you're I, you're you're alive i'm alive i feel like when i first moved to the city prior to covid i uh i was so reluctant and i was having such a hard time on like social media which is a big playing part on how i get booked and how i show people i'm alive mm-hmm. um because it just helps you get like booked all the time but um I just had had such a hard time and I just thought like I wasn't funny enough. So like I just like kind of talked myself out of doing stuff and like showing my existence. And when COVID happened, I was like, all right, bitch, your favorite thing got pulled away from you. We do not have excuses. You, whatever you do, just fucking keep showing people you exist. And that was like, I'm like, I'm going to spam y'all motherfuckers. Look at me. Please love me. And, um, but no, that wasn't backhanded. No, that was literally my intention. Like as COVID happened, I was like, all right, I'm not fucking holding back. I'm going hard. Well, I guess, I guess what you really leaned into, cause like for me and that, I feel like we really leaned into podcasting, like yes. when we couldn't do stand up, and you really leaned into this, this video content and a lot of it is uh, very authentic in a way where it's just like, I've seen you post, you're having a fucking bad day and you're crying in your car. <laughs> it's my vibe but, all day, brother. But it's not like, I, like there, I've never once seen that and been like, oh, she's putting on a show or she's putting, I'm like, oh, fuck, Tana's having a bad day and she's documenting it in a very real way. Thank you 
you so much. I always get very worried that I'm like definitely faking it till I make it. And um, something that kind of like hit me hard. Um, if you cried every day like that, I'd be like, what are we doing here? Do <laughs> one, I hate talking about my feelings. <laughs> like one-on-one talking about my feelings, I'm gonna shut the fuck down. But like having that opportunity to kind of just like spill my guts online and then the kind of see, like I will give a huge shout out to TikTok and that community algorithm. Mm-hmm. Just the sea of people who are in our age group who have that same fucking feeling. And I didn't want to be like an asshole like that's my yeah. thing i was like i want to make shit i like and that was like i noticed i was getting more like recognition and i was just being comfortable and the same thing with my feelings Ugh. God, I fucking... sometimes i make videos i'm like maybe i shouldn't have done that but like you said like it's i try to be not a dickhead about it i think it's great i mean for me i feel like i i'm very <laughs> we were laughing about this the other day about how much stuff we've said on the podcast because I've, I've talked for some real just some real, shit. some real shit about just like what was going on with me and back at the beginning when we just assumed nobody was listening and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh that's there forever. <laughs> I definitely y'all remember. I, I definitely said those things. Uh, but yeah, but like I think that there's another aspect to it when you're just when you're showing your face, you know, like yeah. this is all kind of through an audio medium. Like you're putting your face on it. You're like, hey, this is me. This is me on a good day. This is me on an okay day. This is me on a great day. This is me on a bad day. And then it's just like, then people know like, oh, this is like a real person. Like yeah. <laughs> go, going through it. You know, um, Keith Ray, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we're from the same town. And uh, he was telling me like something and it kind of stuck with me for that year. Um, so it was like last year, right as things were kind of still initially opening up. He's like, I really like your videos. I like. I like the random things you do or like the random newscasting thing you do. I'm like, thank you. And I kind of just went with it from there. And then he hit me up again. He's just like, dude, whatever you're doing is very, very lovely. I'm like, thank you. I feel so nice about that. I just like that. Somebody did tell me that like, Hey, I like the videos you make. I'm like, Oh, thank fucking God. I was worried they were lame. <laughs> uh, and on that note, um, we have an amazing uh, comic coming up. Uh, we're going to be talking to uh, Tenna's going to stick around and we will be right back. Hello. Hello, Jamie Utley. You're on the Drunk Dial Podcast. Okay. <laughs> Welcome. You're on, <laughs> Thank you're, you. You're also on the line with uh, uh, comedians uh, Tana McDonald and Thaddeus McKee. Hi. Hey. Well, thanks for having me. Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to the program. Uh, I've been wanting to have you on uh, for a while, uh, but I just heard your name in conversation last night specifically about something I thought was very interesting. And I was like, I need to call him and, and hear more about this. You, okay. You are uh, getting people to trade their gym memberships in for Zoom memberships. Is that correct? Oh, fuck. That is correct. That is correct. And how does and how does that work exactly? What What's your angle on this? Okay. Okay. Well, um, I finally got tired. I'm, I'm very overweight, out of shape. Uh, I was smoking over a pack a day. Mm. And... Finally, I got tired of needing a breathing treatment every time I climbed a flight of stairs. So I decided to start walking. And uh, I bought a zoo membership so I could go every day because the view is incredible. And so I walk the zoo every single day. And while I'm there, I spotlight an animal. What is amazing. What do you mean by spotlight an animal? I, well, I, I get and I talk, talk about an animal. I try to make it a little educational. Okay. Right now, the videos are really, really terrible at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> like really bad because I'm learning, you know, it's, it's like, it's like starting in comedy, being very new, going to open mic. Sure. I'm trying to 
teach myself not to say, um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. make these different noises that are driving me crazy. And, uh, so it's very, it's very much in practice mode, but I've been in contact with the zoo and we're about to go high tech and bring in a film crew and, uh, hopefully interview the zookeepers and get a little more hands on with it. That's oh. such a smart idea. That's yeah. the cutest you, little thing I've ever heard in my life. You unlocked it. You unlocked it. Right. What a yeah. What a creative and unique thing to do for content. He's the white Brian Fellows. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, man. That's just the like. If I Googled Sunshine, that's what that is. So just like, what you do today? What work today? Oh, you know, just interviewed some creators and also got my steps in. Yeah, <laughs> that's it exactly. So how and I've already in a short time because there's so many hills and everything in a short time. I mean, I've already lost ten pounds. I, uh, today, uh, I pushed my whitefish around in a wheelchair because she had uh, foot surgery, and uh, I didn't use my inhaler the entire time. I was shocked after I realized that. Nice. Now, how far is like how far are you walking? Like, what kind of what kind of loop is this? I don't really know exactly uh, because there's different variations. Um, I think if you do a regular lap, it's 2.2 miles. Okay. I feel what? like he's going to buy like the end of this is going to have like those um, mail carrier legs. Just fucking. <laughs> <yoked>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah when, there's some serious ills. And, and when, when did, when did you start? When did you start doing this? I think I'm on day 17. Okay. This is a pretty, pretty new. Yeah. Oh, very new. Very new. And, but, and also uh, along with it, uh, I stopped buying carbs, which means I could eat the carbs that I already have in the home. Mm. But, uh, so I'm gradually getting down to a low carb count and, uh, been eating a lot of salads. So I've been eating right as well. And I completely quit smoking. Hey. Because I told I, I cannot yeah, stand how heartwarming this is. I cannot do it, Dyke. It's too <laughs> nice. Jamie, I'll, well, I'll, 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 I'll tell you, I, I, I'll tell you as someone who, like, I, I was a lifetime smoker, and then I, I got down to nicotine pills, and I was just taking, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, like, the pills, you end up taking more nicotine in because you could just do them whenever. And, like, <laughs> you'd, like, I'd, like, fall asleep with nicotine pills in my mouth. and it, Oh, my God. It gives you nightmares because you're not supposed to have nicotine in your bloodstream <laughs> while you're asleep, apparently. <laughs> but uh, I will say this, like right before COVID, I quit. And like, th- that's amazing, dude. Congratulations. I know how hard it is to kick, kick cigarettes and to do all that stuff at the same time seems crazy to me. But that's amazing. Well, I have a very obsessive personality. And so I just was able to steer it in a certain way. I'm not smoking because next day. I want to get on video and say, I still haven't smoked. Mm-hmm. So it's the videos, my obsession with honesty and, and being accurate in my videos is what keeps me from smoking at night. That's very lovely. That's awesome. It's such a good way to, because I think the biggest thing with any kind of like anything, just redirect it as much as you can. And mm-hmm. also hear me out. Right. You can get more of a core workout while you're walking. If you steal me a shark. <laughs> <laughs> I would like a shark. Well, I got the, I got the uh, the core workout uh, Sunday when I went with uh, Indianapolis comedian Josh Springer, and we did the rope course challenge. Oh wow! At the zoo. Yeah, at the zoo. That's... Where we were climbing up on these ropes uh, on the third level. 
I chickened out and hugged the pole while Josh Springer, <laughs> while Josh Springer climbed all over the ropes. Second level, I managed to go across one way and they got scared I was going to get stuck. And so I went back to the other way. To be fair, Josh Springer has something to prove always. He's always doing weird, crazy <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The dude's got a one wheel. Yeah. What's what's he doing? Proving everything. <laughs> well, he, he 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 was the little birdie that told me about what you were doing, and he he was very uh, very excited about it, and he 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 was, uh, it was. I'm glad that he he told me about it. Um, if if I I you know what I'm very excited about this. I think you should turn this into a thing where you bring in comics as your guests and they walk around with you. Oh yes, please. And then, and then that adds to your content. You know, you walk around with a comic. Yeah. And a then special sure. guest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. So it's I'm, I'm, keeps it new and fresh for you today. Right. Because the walk, the walk has to change because otherwise it's going to be the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. But I also haven't started editing yet and getting my videos down. So eventually the walking part on camera won't be as big. But interviewing somebody would be a great way to expand that. Yeah. You're right. So I'd, I'd love to come walk with you and just throwing that, throwing that out there. Absolutely. Anytime. Uh, maybe sometime when I'm in Indy, we'll do the Indianapolis Zoo. Oh, fine. I'll do it only if I could have a scooter <laughs> next to <laughs> <year. laughs> So where can we find it again? Like, where can we watch this? Uh, right now, it's the Facebook page. It's called Walking the Zoo for Healthy Living. Nice. I feel like if you were to put all of this on TikTok, you could probably get sponsorships and they can pay for really cool walking shoes. Right. I'm, 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 uh, I'm thrilled to death that the zoo themselves are on board and they're going to arrange some uh, cool interviews. So, uh, yeah. And you can start hitting, start hitting different zoos. Oh, that's so, right. That's even right. more exciting. And you go to different <laughs> cities and see other. Like if he was to go to all these different zoos, one that's a series within itself, and then run into local right. comics to join him. Oh my god, so fun! Yeah. Don't go to the canceled well, zoos. You gotta watch take my out. Money. I will give you money. Please do this because that's so well, rad. I'm, I'm, I'm in uh, Myrtle Beach for Thanksgiving week, so I'll have to figure out a zoo to go there. So <gasps> are yes, all the zoos? Now, are zoos open year round? Well, like some I know, of them are. I think so. I know, I know, Louisville is, but I think they're open three hundred sixty-five days a week, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's just certain uh, exhibits will be closed, mm. um, right? Because Indy is always open all year round. I got to see the sloths on December. It was very fun. Now, how does nice. now how how are you working this gym membership for zoo membership part of it? Well, because when I would join a gym, I was doing it pretty much for the treadmill, mm-hmm. you know, for the cardio workout. And so it's just substituting instead of uh, walking on a treadmill, I'm walking outside where I get a great view every day. All right. I feel like there's a also, good... <clears throat> here's something really cool is when I go, when you go right when the zoo opens at 10 a.m., they let you in like a few minutes early so you can wait by the chain. And when they, open the chain. It's just you. You can walk real fast to your favorite exhibit mm. and have it all to yourself for a good 15 minutes or so. Oh yeah. That sounds nice. Yeah. Just, and just also, the animals, also the animals are a lot more active at 10 AM than they are the rest of the day. So you see uh, a, a little unusual behavior, more active. I feel like this is like, Hey, someone was going on in the gym. Uh, maybe some guys were bullying me and you're like, <laughs> you know what? Won't when make I fun need- of me. Animals. 
All right, Tyrone. When I need a backstory, that's going to be it. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Where yeah. can I work out where I would be left in peace to walk? <laughs> also, he's very correct about if you go to the zoo early enough here in Indy, you can see the, the sloth exhibit, yeah. and that's when they're the most active. Have you ever seen a fast-moving, like, moving sloth? No. No, it's so fucking <laughs> exciting. It's so cute. I'm out of breath. Oh, wow. What is, uh, so what's the craziest thing you've seen at the zoo um, while doing this? Um, one time uh, when they're feeding the polar bears, there's there's like this little little oh gosh like sawhorses type thing like to block off the area mm-hmm. and so he's getting ready to open the door I'm like oh, oh, oh wait man you're gonna feed the polar bear and the only thing stopping him from mauling me is this sawhorse <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that the part that he opened up there was a fence that didn't open up I thought he was just gonna open it up and the polar bear was gonna be right there yeah. with a bucket of meat. <laughs> So I, I don't know. I, one of the coolest things, uh, one of my videos uh, is doing really well. It's the sea lions and the um, and the seals. They're really active because they get fed at ten thirty. So about ten fifteen or so, they start really going crazy. Mm-hmm. They like swim up with their mouths open and start barking at you, throw them a pitch. Um, but the jaguar is probably the coolest. And the jaguar is moving around and and roaring. It's it's really cool. Wow, that's uh, that that's I, that sounds like a stoner's paradise, also, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> Just I had a nice morning. I walked for a couple miles. I got to chill out with a jaguar. <laughs> that's so fun, though, man. That is the most positive thing I've heard all week. Yeah. Oh my god. That's amazing. And maybe maybe you're on the precipice of creating a whole new trend of uh, zoo-based exercise programs. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm hoping. Lunge your way to the zoo. <laughs> I'm calling my people zoo heads and I'm acting as if I have a following and eventually people from other zoos, I hope that they'll send their videos in and their pictures and it'll turn into a community type thing of just trying to get back to better living. I'm still in your idea. (laughs) We also talk a little bit about mental health, you know, taking care of your mental health. Yeah. You can't talk about your feelings at the gym. (laughs) <laughs> Jamie, I'm I'm stealing your idea. Only I'm doing it at a like we're talking about mental health. I'm doing it at a hospital. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, same Bob's- amount of steps, <laughs> just different scenery. Different, sadder scenery. <laughs> yeah, Jamie's about animals. I'm about human beings. Yeah, just walk around <laughs> checking on sick people. It's gonna um, smell like Ben Gay in there. <laughs> I think you could get a lot of. Uh, I think you could get a lot of uh, mall walkers on board. Mm. You know, I feel like well, you a lot of I used to be walkers. a mall walker. Okay. I used to be a mall walker. It's in, uh, it seems and, like and a good transition. Well, that's where I'll go when the weather doesn't permit. Eventually, there's going to be a day where I just can't go to the zoo, and that's when I'll go to the mall. Maybe I'll interview a kiosk person. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> the guys that do your nails randomly without your permission. You're like, oh, well, I guess I should do my nails. I think you should do, like, one or two really cold walks, though. <laughs> just put on some, like, uh, the the... The snowshoes and like the full gear and look like the kid from a, a Christmas well, story. He can put his arms down. <laughs> I want to see nine the years ago. Nine years ago, I did something at the zoo called the Jamie Utley hostage tour, where oh. I would start giving people a tour against their will and give them like fake backstories about the animals. Okay, that's, that's actually how I met my girlfriend. Oh, we've been together nine years. 
that like you, 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 became... tricked, you tricked her you tricked her into a fake zoo tour no that not quite not quite it, i started posting pictures of it yeah. and it caught on and people started like flooding me with requests to go on one of the tours and she was one of them okay oh wow I've even had other zoos wanting me to come there on April Fool's Day and do it. <gasps> That's awesome. It's so like you have punked, a, but yeah. with the zoo. Yeah, I'm so sorry, you I'm just have, screaming. Yeah, you have a whole background with this. This is great. Were you, were you like making up shit? Like, were you just like, like making some like false facts? Yeah, this alligator smokes. I, I was, I was, I was saying some pretty crazy things. But what was crazy is the kids were believing me. Like uh, I go to like my favorite was the orangutans, and I was like. Okay, can you hear me in the back? Everybody move up a little. And I start going, uh, this is the, the Australian red ape. Fun fact, <laughs> the Australian red ape isn't actually an ape. It's from the kangaroo family. And <laughs> Some kid is going to say that at like a scientific yeah. presentation. <laughs> this is how super villains are made. He's like, yeah. that got loud of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the uh, I was doing the lemur monkeys, and I was calling it the African squ- squirrel one time. And... <laughs> A girl goes, what do you say? And she goes, shh, it's the African squirrel. I'm like, oh, my God, these people believe me. <laughs> oh, Man. Lord. Like, Some kids are, like, failing, like, school right now. Like, <laughs> I swear this guy told this me. Guy he like what he this guy at the zoo he told me that birds uh, sleep in the sky. He told me that. <laughs> he knew what I was talking about. I would like you to go to the Amazon. Would you ever go to the Amazon and just do wild animals? Oh God, I would love to. All right, I'll do that one. That's a GoFundMe. That's that's a GoFundMe right there. Or the or the Bayou. I'd like to see Jamie Utley takes the Bayou. Oh, get around all them gators and witches. <laughs> <laughs> Except I guess it'd be hard to get your steps in on a fan boat. I don't know. It's, Just walk back and forth. Yeah, I mean, surely I can go pet a mountain lion somewhere. I wouldn't. I would not. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I've got I've got I've got a Puma video on one of my pages. Jamie Utley, thank you so much for uh, taking your time out to talk to us. Um, that's really exciting. I'm looking forward to checking those out, and uh, we'd all love to walk around the zoo with you at some point. Where can people find thank you, you Find you and follow you on all social media and keep up with everything that you're doing? Just Jamie Utley and comedian Jamie Utley on Facebook, as well as Walking the Zoo for Healthy Living. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jamie. Appreciate you. And, thank you for having uh, me. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, Dad. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Natalie Baitner, you're on the Drunk Dial podcast. Hello. You're a little choppy. <laughs> a little ch- sorry. Uh, this is why we normally call on uh, Messenger, but um, sometimes sometimes we have issues with the phone. It's all part of the Drunk Dial experience, so no worries. I'm just getting the full 360. You're you're on live with me and uh, Thaddeus Shane McKee. Hey. Hello. Listen, last time you were on, um, you you had a great interview. A lot of people were raving. Thank you. People were raving about it. <laughs> people were raving in the streets. They were stark <laughs> raving mad about it. I'm like, let go of my collar. Oh, like, yes, I've heard of this podcast, and <laughs> you're hurting me, sir. A lot, a lot of that. Gosh, so, I had no idea. I think I think people liked your energy. Um, you were you were a great interview, and I know you've been doing a lot of stuff and keeping very busy. Uh, 
in and out of the comedy world. I know that last time, since last time we had you on, you were part of the um, uh, uh, Dead Authors uh, event that they do every uh, Halloween. Where Dead Comics. Dead Comics, sorry. I'm very tired. <laughs> dead Comics, where, <laughs> where li- living comics pretend to be dead comics. And it was a fully loaded... I unfortunately had another show that I was on, but I, I've seen uh, pictures yeah. and, and brief clips, and it looked... One, it looked packed. Two, it looked like uh, a bunch of people really nailed their, you know, their uh, comics that they're performing. You did uh, like a like a Phil Hartman sketch, correct? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. It's Bobby Coltman's uh, acting class. I don't know if you're familiar with that sketch. Remind remind us a little bit because I I'm of that uh, generation and I don't remember that particular sketch very well. Yeah, it was, well, it was a sketch that he did when he was hosting. Mm. So it was later. It was with the cast that had Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan. Gotcha. Molly Shannon. Um, so it's not during the, like, Hartman SNL years. Okay. But he's he's an acting coach, and he's, I'm assuming, berating, yeah. berating everyone. No, he's, he, he's sort of... He's very charismatic, but like saying utter nonsense, which is like anyone who's ever had any sort of acting teacher at any level knows this experience. The, the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The catchphrase is this is something, this is nothing, this is something. And he waves his hands in front of his face and then backwards he does this hand framing thing. It was one that I, I love Phil Hartman. Truly, when I thought about Dead Comics, I was like, there's no one else, like, thinking about, who do I love who's dead, which is a weird thing yeah. to ask oneself. I uh, it, I was like, oh, well, Phil Hartman, but I, I guess I would have to do a sketch. And that was immediately the one that came to mind, because he kind of has a bowl cut. Like, he kind <laughs> of has my hair <laughs> in the sketch. And like, I, I don't need to. I don't need to do too much costuming for this. I think I got yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and people did think that I died. Like that. I. Funny. You you do something to your hair, but people are like, what I did was put some darker hair uh, spray dye in my hair, mm. and like you do one thing, and people are like, did you cut your hair just for this part? <laughs> and it's like, no, it's just the same cut, just a different color. Transformed herself. <laughs> Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. Two of my favorite uh, Phil Hartman sketches. Uh, one was the the caveman lawyer. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and then he did. He, he was like the first. He was like the first guy to do. Bill, he did Bill Clinton. During, oh yeah. During the whole Clinton thing, and there was one particular sketch, and it was right um, after Clinton won. It was one of the first Clinton as president sketches. And they were kind of making fun of, because, uh, you know, Clinton liked a snack and uh, he liked, oh, yeah. you know, fast food. But, like, he also was, like, jogging. And so it was, like, him jogging with the Secret Service and then they just make a stop into a McDonald's. And then, and like, the Secret Service is like, hey, this isn't, like, on the approved route. And he's like, oh, that's fine. I'm just going to talk to people. Yeah. And he's, like, going around <laughs> and, he's, and he's, like, talking. <laughs> it's me doing Phil doing Bill. Uh, but he was, like... <laughs> It was like uh, he keeps stopping and talking to tables and like, oh, my God, Mr. President, everyone's so excited to see him. <laughs> and then like the whole bit is that he keeps 
talking about political issues and things that are going on in the world, but by eating their food. So he's like talking about yeah. the Somali Somalia situation that was going on at the time. He's like, he's like, we keep trying to send food to Somalia, but warlords keep intercepting it. It's like these fries <laughs> is the food, and I'm the warlord, and he just keeps eating all the food. One of my favorite parts about that is they throw this joke in at the very beginning where they stop at McDonald's and they're like, the Secret Service is like, uh, uh, the First Lady asks us not to oh, yes, let yes, you yes, stop yes. At, at the you know any fast food. And he's like, there's going to be a lot of things during my presidency we're not going to yeah, tell yeah. the First Lady about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's, that's maybe like, I think that's like top five for him and for me of him too like the eating he ate so much mcdonald's in the span of three to five minutes yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> i've seen him a coronary yeah. you know at one point he's like eating he's got so much in his mouth he has to like ad lib to sip some soda just because he can't <laughs> yeah just try to stay in character the whole time who yeah, did who did you because i looked at the photos from the event and it seemed like the stage was so full of people. I was like, it seemed like it had to been like a five to nine hour event. Like there were so many performers, uh, who were some of the standouts in, in your mind and, uh, the comics yeah. and who they were portraying. Good question. Oh gosh. There were, there was so much variety. It's honestly like, first of all, everyone did a fucking great job. It was not a stinker in the bunch. Uh, everyone really kept to their time and the show was, yeah, there were, I don't know, 30 plus performers wow. and the show was still, you know, I'm trying to remember if it was an hour and a half. I, I, I think it was, yeah, like a 90 minute show went off without a hitch. Um, Tyson, <laughs> Tyson did Mitch Hedberg. And, um, that, that was memorable. I, I didn't, I forget that Tyson has like a, a theater nerd inside yeah. of him that sometimes comes out. Uh -huh. I can forget that. <laughs> um, he had the voice down really well. Um, Peter Wallace did um, Rodney, Rodney right? Dangerfield. <laughs> yep, yep. And he opened, and that was perfect. He was in the robe and everything. Oh, he had people howling. Um, gosh, there were so many people. I... The, perhaps the most surprising one, just because it was like, or one of the more impressive ones to me were uh, Laurel and Hardy, because I can't dance for shit. And it was yeah. all choreographed. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it was, it was perfect. It was, um, it's, it's nice to have that change of pace where everyone's like, you know, it's mostly stand up. I think mine and my you know stage partners was the only sketch and then everything else was either a musical number or stand-up and it was what was nice about Laurel and Hardy is that there was no talking at all but mm. there was dance and like that that really stood out to me yeah because that doesn't happen every dead comics for sure yeah and, and uh, what I like about dead comics too is like it's it kind of brings together uh stand-ups People from sketch com local sketch comedy, people from improv, yeah. people that are just kind of like those theater nerds that <laughs> kind of do a, yeah, some, yeah. some sort of all three or, you know, whatever. And it's just like, so you really get to see like 
the full uh, comedy scene, you know, like not just like the standard yeah. comedy scene, but like the kind of like all the different players. Cause there's, there's definitely people I, I know that like uh, we've had on the podcast and stuff where it's just like, yeah, they, you know, they're not specifically stand up people, but like uh, right. improv or X, Y, Z. Yeah. No, I was, I'm, it's funny you say that because I, um, Mike Bobbitt, uh, from the truth cast, which is sort of yeah. like a, you know, sister podcast to or sister show and podcast to evening with the authors. He came down from Detroit and this was his first time at white rabbit and his first time seeing like any of this. He did Norm McDonald and it was so fucking good. People were getting really emotional. I got like choked up watching that. I was not mm. expecting that at all. And he was so like, I, I was so proud you were talking about just seeing the, the variety of the scene. And I was like, so proud that someone not from Indy was there to see. He was like, this is great. Like this venue is amazing. You guys have like a green room. Everyone's like helping each other out. Everyone's having fun. And then like, everyone's, what a great variety of performers and performances. And I was like, yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. We're really lucky. That's, um, that's awesome. I, yeah. I was really, that was just like one of those moments where I'm like, you know, Sometimes I feel, and certainly probably more in the past, but now that there's um, there's so much good stuff going on in India, and I, it's definitely you know being in the Midwest, like a flyover city, people are not necessarily at a national level ready to like see it as something. But like, I don't know, whenever people can see something like that, um. I feel like people don't understand just how rich and how weird these smaller places can be. And I feel like that was the perfect example and showcase of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, well, and I feel like we're such a, I, I hate to use the term, but you know, feeder city into like, like yeah. the sh- Chicago scene or whatever, but it's just like yeah. Indianapolis is nothing to, you know, we're no slouches over here. Like we got our own. No, certainly not. <laughs> our own thing going. A lot of talented people, and you know, and then those, the cream of the crop always seems to go to Chicago or right. <laughs> New York. Right. But, um, yeah. So that's that's very exciting. And then uh, what else, what else you got? Uh, a brewing. I I feel like I you seem to have a full social media calendar of things popping off comedy wise. Yeah. Um. I'm, it's kind of like in a breather moment, but I do have authors coming up November 4th. Um, and you've done that a few times, else. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I always enjoy doing that and hoping to get some other stuff going, maybe in some other places. But um, that's like the most recent thing coming up and always a joy to pretend to be some. I love authors. I just did a, a storytelling show for the first time last week too, and that was oh yeah, really. Um, f- I felt like that was less. I feel like with authors, it's like I always feel like I have a homework assignment that's due, and I and then <laughs> I ended up putting it off, and then I I have a lot of trepidation about going into it, and then it's like I always do it, always feel like it goes pretty well, but then it's just like you've burnt kind of all that. I feel like oh, I've burnt all this material, like I. Like, I had to write this. Uh, I always try to make mine a little mm-hmm. funny. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'll never be able to use this again. Um, 
the storytelling show, uh, I liked it because it was just like, oh, this is a story I tell anyway. You know, like yeah. this is just like a, a thing that's happened to me in my life. But it's kind of a long form story where it's just like I wouldn't normally tell people like if they didn't have eight to ten minutes to sit there and right, listen right. to a to story. Listen to. Yeah. So like it yeah. was it was fun to tell it on the stage for the first time and I you know I try to throw I try to pepper in some you know a little bit more humor into it but I was just like oh this this is really fun. Yeah, I have been meaning to make it out to one of those and that's that's definitely one of the things I'm hoping to do now that that's back up going again because that's another area where I feel like it is really fun to play around in as a stand-up comedian like it's different. It's similar enough where it's not like so foreign. Like to me, always improv is like the really foreign things. It's like five other people on stage, but storytelling is still just you up there and like something that you know, but it does seem a little looser. Yeah. And also like you're maybe one step closer to the person who you are to your friends rather than like your stage persona, even if those two things are like pretty close together. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. And there was definitely some people that were up there spinning tall tales and really like, I'm going to tell like this story. Um, but mine was definitely like, it was probably the most realistic thing I've ever said on stage. <laughs> where, it's yeah. like, where it's just like, yeah, like, my oh, I, uh, the short version of the story was that uh, I got attacked. It was supposed to be um, horror or like spooky stories, mm -hmm. and so this was a story I got I got attacked by a dog uh, when I was oh when God. I when I was younger, uh, uh, a, a young adult. But I was also like um, not where I was supposed to be, and I was um, under the influence of drugs. <laughs> and, uh, oh, no. So it was, it was it was it was pretty much my fault, uh, but yeah, like I, I got I got attacked by a dog, and um, it was like I always say I'm really glad that I was on drugs when it happened, you know, because yeah. it, yeah. it would have been a lot more terrifying if not. But yeah, it depends depending on where I want to start and stop it. It can it can go on to be like a ten minute story. So how long? So was it like half that or like I just, a little less? I, I just kind of found, I found a good stopping point. Cause it's like the story kind of starts with like me and my friend d doing drugs and then like getting kicked out of the place we were at and then trying to go get more drugs. And that's where the dog comes into the story and then I get attacked. And then she had just got her license. So she didn't, she didn't know how to go to the hospital. She didn't know where the hospital was or anything. So, like, we had to go back to a friend's house. Oh, my God. And then our friends are uh, driving me to the hospital. And by this point, my leg is, like, wrapped up. And it's, like, you know, soaked through with blood. Like, like it's, oh it's pretty, you know, elevated. And they're, like, rushing me to the hospital. And we get pulled over by a cop. And the cop, uh, you know, they're, like, oh, sorry, officer. Like, we're rushing my friend to the hospital. And I thought the cop was going to give us like a, you know, like a police escort to the hospital. And he kind of like looks at the driver and looks at me, looks at my leg. And he's like, your friend's going to be okay. And then uh, you need to slow down. And he gives her a $200 speeding ticket. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh man. My God. And it was like that. 
just in the room and like with the time and everything and like it got a laugh and it just seemed like a natural point to stop the story but then there's like <laughs> war to it like so i was just like oh that's what that's a perfect end to the story like we'll just end it with that like but like uh it was also funny because like i'm still like going up like i'm still uh tripping on ecstasy this whole time and then when i get <laughs> when i get to the to the hospital i don't know i don't know what kind of gibberish i told them but like i never got a bill natalie for this any of this wow. hospital stay so i don't know what i exactly said to them and then Whoa. somehow i get a call from the guy the guy whose dog it was figured out somehow that i was at this hospital calls the hospital and they put me on the phone with him like at the hospital Oh my god! And I'm like, and I kind of know this guy from high school, and he's just like begging me. He was like, "Please don't have my dog killed." And I was like, "No, man." And I was like, "I was coming up to your house at like a weird time, unannounced. Like your dog didn't do anything wrong. Like I was just like, I'm. I promise you, I'm not gonna like snitch on your dog. Yeah. So that when I'm back in the waiting room, they keep. They send in this like nurse to ask me where the dog was from. And I was like, I don't know. I, I told this. I was like, I was just walking around downtown and some dog came out of an alley <laughs> and bit me. And then they kept sending in more and more aggressive nurses to the point oh, where shit. the the final evolution was just like a black orderly who was like seven feet tall. And he was like, you're going to tell me where that dog was to bit you. And I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think he was from an alley. It was an alley dog. An alley dog. But, uh, the, the, I've lost too much blood to think. Yeah, I've lost too much blood to lie. The, the kicker of it was, uh, you know, I had to get an, I had to get a rabies shot, right? So I had to get a rabies shot. And, um, uh, when you get rabies shots, they give you the rabies shot. And then you have to come back and you have to get another rabies shot, right? And um, they were like, you got to come back in three weeks or whatever, two weeks, I forget. And so I was working at the summer camp and uh, I just never went back. I just never ended up having time because it was in Brown County. I never had time to go get the booster. So at the end of the summer, I called the hospital and I said, hey, I got bit by this dog. I was supposed to come back for my rabies uh, secondary shot, uh, you know. It was eight weeks ago or whatever, six weeks ago. Uh, I didn't get a chance to come back, but now my schedule's free. I can come back in. When 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 should I get it? And uh, they were like, "Oh, you don't need it." And I was like, "What what do you mean?" And they're like, "How long did you say it's been?" I was like, six weeks." Whoa! And they were like, "Yeah, if you had had rabies, you'd be dead by now." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you made it. I was like, "Well, I was glad I spun the wheel on that one." Dude, yeah. I don't think there's anything that scares me more like than rabies. I, I, reading like their eyes were watching God in high school and learning about just how crazy people get with rabies and you the worst. Oh, that like they, they turn into zombies. Yeah, and you, they can't. You can't drink water, and like you just, it's just you're done for. Old Yeller, like it's just <laughs> the saddest, scariest shit. <laughs> Oh, old yeller, R.I.P. Yeah, we were just talking yeah. about him. We were. <laughs> we were saying really? like we were, we were talking about uh, uh, malign characters from literature. We we're like, what if uh, uh, Lenny from Mice of Men had survived, and then he went and rescued old yeller, 
and then they were just <laughs> they were just on a, a hunt for justice. <laughs> oh man, I would like to see that story. <laughs> Natalie Boehner, yeah. thank you so much. I appreciate you uh, doing this last yeah. minute, and with all the technical difficulties we had at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, but you're always wonderful to talk to, and um, thank you so much. Uh, where can people find you and follow you on social media? Yeah. Um, uh, haunted underscore neighborhoods on Instagram, Natalie Bainter on Facebook, and NP Bainty on Twitter and TikTok. Nice. How how is that TikTok doing? I have to ask all the comics there. <laughs> how's Very, that, tic- I have how's that talk it. doing? I need to get into a regular cadence. I need to be like Jeff Toy and do it all the time. <laughs> Look, first of all, no one, no, none of us can be Jeff Toy. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. All right, Natalie, we'll talk to you next time. All right. Bye. Bye.